Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Banward. This is the podcast where you're going to learn how to take control of your health and wellness through fitness, nutrition, and mindset. Today we have Danny back on, classic, and we're going to get to know Danny a little bit more. Danny, are you excited to answer some questions? Absolutely not. Okay, because Danny, I have not, so usually we prepare for these podcasts, and Danny is not prepared because I wanted to see what kind of answers he has. So, Welcome to the show, Danny. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Let's dive right in. All right. Okay. So can you share with us what initially drew you to the world of fitness and why you decided to do CrossFit as your main discipline? Okay. Well, this is a like, two-parter then. I like it. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, I've only been doing CrossFit since 2015, the end of 2015. Prior to that, I was an ultra-endurance runner and triathlete for about almost a decade prior to that. What got me into all that stuff is uh, I was in the military for a while. and um, You were in the Navy, correct? Yeah, I was in the Navy. I was in the USS Key West, SSN 722 out of Honolulu, Hawaii. So I was on a sub, and then inside there, I did different different types of things, right? Um, but in 2007, I got out of the military, and I decided I needed to stay fit, right? I had some... Yeah, I didn't know what to, I just got out. I've been, I was deployed overseas. Literally, I was deployed overseas in July. I got, uh, they flew me back July 31st. I got out of the military August 4th. And so mm. I got all my stuff together in four days. I just wow, that's got fast. out. fast. Is yeah. it usually that fast? No, it's not supposed to be like that hmm. at all. Um, but, you know, it just turned it around. So I got out of the military. I sold everything I had. I had a duffel bag and I got a, had a car and I, Flew from Hawaii to San Diego, uh, met my girlfriend, who turned out to be my wife, right, um, later on down the line, and we drove down, and we just were in San Diego. So I was out there, and I was like, I need to get fit. I need to do something. So I went 24-hour fitness, and I hate it. I hated everything about it. I just, did, just hated going, right? What did you hate about it? Just everything. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, know how to, I didn't know how to use machines, right? I didn't want to use machines. I didn't want to use half the weights. I didn't want to do any of the stuff, any of the classes, I hated the people that worked there. I hated the people that went there. Right? I mean, <laughs> you really did not like I it. I did not like it. But for like $14, right? And my girlfriend was working out there. So I was like, let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She wants to work out. I'll find, I'll find something to do. Yeah. And I was miserable. Just oh. despised it every day. I, I just refused to go. I'd rather go outside and run. And that's what I would do every day. I would go run like five, six miles. And then I'd, you know, go like do my, like go to work or whatever. And then we'd go to the gym afterwards mm-hmm. or something. Right. And I kept that up until I eventually moved back to Hawaii. And then when I went back to Hawaii, I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to the gym. And she's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I'm just going to run. And so every day I would go out and run like somewhere between five to seven miles, like no plan. I'd just go out and run, just hope to God to make it back. And then I would come back and I would just do push-ups, sit-ups, and pull-ups until I was tired. And that's all I would do. And I did that for a long time. I fell into like running because somebody was like, why don't you run a marathon? And I go, what's that? They're like, something like 26.2 miles. And I was yeah. like, okay, I can do that. That's easy. <laughs> so I just, were you always kind of built as a runner? Yeah. I was always pretty lanky kid. Okay. Like, you know, I grew up playing like sports, um, but I was a military kid. So in the military, all you do is run and all you do is care about is like rucking and things like that. And I did that all through high school until like a military style high school mm. in Texas. And that's all I did. And I played, you know, we played sports, but I, I didn't care less about sports. Yeah. Right. 
And so the military, like all I did was run. And that's what, that's how we passed time. That's what our fitness test was. Like, you know, when I did the fitness test, you had to run a mile and a half and you had to do it for time. And so my, like towards like 05, 06 and 07, my average finish time for a mile and a half was around like 740 mm-hmm. to eight minutes. <clears throat> so I was like, all right, I would do that. And then we do two minutes of sit-ups, two minutes of push-ups. And I would average about 150 um, to about 180 of each every time. So I would always score outstanding on the PRT, right? And that's all we got tested. And that's all I, that's all I ever worked on. And so when I got out and we were doing the marathon stuff, I just would go run. I didn't know that you're supposed to hydrate. I didn't know you're supposed to eat. I didn't know you're supposed to get good sleep. I didn't even know you're supposed to stretch. I would go like Saturday nights. I would be out eating and drinking and doing, living my life. I would get up at 3 a.m., drive down to the marathon. You know, usually in Hawaii, we had the North Shore Marathon, the Honolulu Marathon. So we ran two a year. Mm. The North Shore Marathon is on North Shore, um, Haleiwa, Hawaii. And it's in July, which is the hottest time of the year to go run a marathon. And then the Honolulu is in December. I would run both of those. Wow. So first, yeah, every year. And I did a bunch of other training with some guys out there. But the first year I go, I go run the Honolulu Marathon, my first time ever. I don't eat anything. I wake up at 3.30 in the morning. I get dropped off in downtown Honolulu because it's kind of like everything's shut off, right? Mm-hmm. I don't bring water. I don't <laughs> bring snacks. I don't eat breakfast. I go. I run. I refuse to stop at any water station while I'm running. Why? Because I thought you weren't supposed to stop. So I ran through every water station, <laughs> right? It's humid. And if you've ever been in Hawaii, yes. in December, it's like 87 plus degrees. It's got like 85 to 90% humidity. It is brutal. And I would run these things and I would make it all the way to the end before I cramped up. And then I was like, oh, I'm getting better because that's how I thought, that's how I gauge fitness. I was like, I mean, it's a mile 24 before I cramp. So if I just <laughs> run more, I'll make it more. Oh, man. And then I would be like, I would finish the marathon. So I ran my first marathon in sub five hours. I did in like four something, right. right? With minimum training and everything. Wow, that's crazy with minimum training. Yeah. Like I was just running like two, three miles a day, just my normal stuff. Okay. So no structured training plan. No. You just kind of, oh, you no. just did it. Yeah. I was just I, winging it. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of had an idea that yeah. you, I figured you were winging it. Shooting it from the <laughs> hip, right? And so I ran it and uh, there's like a local running group in Hawaii and the guy grabs me and goes, he goes, he goes, he knows like my friends, he knew some family members and he goes, dude, you just did a sub like five hour marathon your first try. And I go, yeah. And he's like, like minimal training. Well, I didn't even talk about it, but I was like, I was like super, I was like super sick. And then the guy's like, all right, I think you should come train with us. And I was like, what do you train on? And he's like, I, uh, you know, it's like Honolulu, which is a little bit ways from where, I, where I'm Milwaukee, right? It's like a 30 minute drive. I was like, can't do it. It's too far. He's like, what? I was like, it's too far. I can't drive that far. So he goes, you need to train. Like, and so he started talking me into it. And so every day he would like message me about stuff. Right. Mm. So eventually yeah, we got together and we, we did a bunch of like buildups. We actually started working and running and, you know, learning that you had to do structures. Right. But I, I mean, he wasn't a coach or anything. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I was copying what he was doing, which wasn't always the best thing. And I was reading magazines and books. So I started consuming knowledge, right? Like I was like, I need to know how to get better at this. And so I started doing my own training plan where like I would run, I thought volume was key. And we used to think volume was key back mm-hmm. in the day. So I'd actually do for marathon training, I would, man, I would put in 40 to 50 miles a week in training wow. runs. That's right? a lot. Every week. And I just thought you had to do that. And then I was doing a ton of sit-ups, a ton of flutter kicks. And keep in mind, I'm not stretching 
like I have not once done any stretches, warm ups, mm. cool downs, right? Haven't done any of dieting. I refuse to diet, right? At any point. So I'm drinking a lot. I'm eating whatever I want. I'm just having a good time and I'm out there running. Sure, I'm losing weight, but I'm not really like the best. Like if you see me now, if you know me now, I don't look anything like I used to look. Mm. And I do I've that. seen some old pictures of you. Yeah. You definitely look a lot different. And I do that for about three years. And then um, I dislocate my kneecap. Oh, marathon. man. I didn't know that. Yeah. So in a marathon, like I did the North Shore Marathon, I'm out like mile 18. I dislocate my kneecap. It just how, pops. How did you do it? I was just it, running. Oh, you're just running? I was just, just running. Down, there's a straightaway strut um, at the backside of Hollyiva um, towards the airport right there. I'm just running down it, mm-hmm. um, more like by Wailua right there. Boom, pops. Whew. So I'm like, I can barely walk on it. I'm like limping. And the guy's like, there's no cart to drive you back. You have to walk back. And I was like, well, fuck, I might as well just finish the, fi- I might as well just finish. Yeah. I was like, I've already come this far. So I just turned around and finished the marathon. <laughs> With a dislocated Yeah, I just cap. walked the marathon, the rest of it. Oh my gosh. And so they, wow. you know, they take me back and then the doc- That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I go back and the doctor goes, I got to go see a doctor. He puts a brace on me and stuff. And he's like, this, this can't be good. I was like, yeah, you know, I don't think it's supposed to pop out. Right. And so he goes, maybe you should do some cross training. So okay. I said, like, what is that? And he goes, have you tried like triathlons or things like that? And I go, no. And he goes, what do you got to do? And he goes, you swim, you bike. I could do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I go and do a triathlon. I go and borrow my friend's bike, right? It is a like huffy, like from Walmart. It's like $80 maybe. Mm-hmm. And I go do, I, I buy like some tights and I go do my first triathlon, which is like a 10 man. So it's like a small one. It's a 750 meter swim. It was followed by like a 12 mile bike ride and then a three K run or five okay. K run, three mile run. And I'm the last one out of the water, which is no surprise to anybody. Right. I'm the last one out of the water. I was the second one off the bike and I was like top five in the run. And they were like, that's amazing. Right. And I did it with like a child's bike, essentially. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was not even helping. Like, so <laughs> I get, you know, they, I go, Again, a bunch of people who are in the community, they see me they're like, dude, you got to get a bike. And I was like, all right, what's, what do you get a bike from? And they're like, the, the, so they start talking to me about bikes, right? So I go and I get special fitted from, you go to like, you know, you can get Trek, Specialized. There's a million, like the bike world is very expensive, right? So I go and get a special bike, get a Trek. And I actually had to keep it pretty cheap because at the time I didn't have any, like excess income to spend because mm-hmm. I'm traveling and going to do things. And I go and I buy a <laughs> Trek and I spend like, almost $500 on a bike, right? Which is the cheapest one I could have got, mm-hmm. right? And I don't even put the customized, you're supposed to put tri handle on, uh, tri handlebars on it so you can lay down. Mm-hmm. I just, they're extra 300 bucks. I said, no. So just like, give me regular handlebars. And then I do it and then I do the next 10 men coming up, right? And I'm the last of the water again. <laughs> top five on the bike, mm-hmm. top five on the run. Yeah. And so it's a little bit, so they're like, man, you're getting... You gotta get better at swimming. I was uh-huh. like, I get better at swimming. You swim. Uh, I don't want to swim, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so I was like, it's something else. So I was doing like, started doing that, and then we're going through it, and then there, I meet, I don't, I randomly meet somebody, and they're like, have you ever done an off-road run, like a trail run? I go, mm-hmm. no. And they said, okay, show up to this place, right? It's like show up to this park, and it's like the Hawaiian Nature Center. I go, okay. And uh, you got to be there early because they're only going to let you like top 50 go. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. And you're going to run on the mountain on the backside of the Hawaii Nature Center. So, okay, cool. It's, we go. It's a 35 mile uphill race on a mountain. Oh, by the way, you need to bring your own water. You need to bring your own food because you could die out there. 
they forget to tell you the fine the fine night writing right there. Mm. So we go and we do it and we finish. Like me and my, uh, I took a buddy with me. Two of us go. We go and finish. Afterwards, we eat McDonald's. We don't even care, really, <laughs> as we go out there and do it. But we actually had one of the better times than anyone else out there from the run. Interesting. And it crushed me, though. I was, like, so crushed. Yeah. And so they were like, dude, you know, you should do do this. And I said, like, I'm going to do all of this. So the next, like, the next full year, starting the calendar year, everything, like, kicked off, right? As soon as the Honolulu Marathon's over in December, January, the new season kicks off. So I'm going to commit to trying to win. So I every day I would go and run, bike, and swim every day, right? Or some kind of combination depending mm-hmm. on how work would let me. So I would go and run five to seven miles almost every other day, right? And I would go and bike 20 to 30 miles or go swim for an hour. It just depended on what time it was. Right. Unless it was the weekend. On the weekends, I would get up at 3 a.m. and I would, I would bike to from Milwaukee right to um, Waimea Bay, which is about, it's all, it's like from the central Oahu to um, Pipeline North Shore, where you see everyone surf at. Mm-hmm. I would go and bike over there. I would get flat tires. I would have to deal with all that stuff, but it'd be about a 45 mile bike ride. Wow. Then I would get off my bike. I would go swim in Waimea Bay and my kids and my wife would come. Mm-hmm. My wife would take my bike home and I would run home. Wow. And I would do that on the weekends because I thought that's how you trained. Mm-hmm. And over time, it blew, I uh, wind up, I blew out uh, a muscle in my back, right? My mm-hmm. lower back. I wind up straining a muscle. So I had to go see the doctor again, the same guy who set my kneecap. Mm-hmm. I go back and it's like within a year, right? And he goes, duh, this shouldn't be. He's like, you, you, you hurt your back. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm in pain. I know I hurt my back. Mm-hmm. He goes, dude, you got you to gotta do something different. You got to keep mixing it up. And he's like, yeah. what? You know, we walked him through everything. He goes, there's no way you should be doing this much volume. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, you're fine. And I was like, what do you know, right? So I go back, and then I qualify for some ultra-endurance runs, and I get, get them all going, right? I wind up breaking my ankle during my um, ultra-endurance run. Mm-hmm. So I go out for a 100-mile run in the mountains, right? I get to, like, mile 35, 37, somewhere around there. I fall, and I hit my ankle on a rock. Oh, Right away, I knew something was wrong. But, like, this is, like, a big deal, like, you know, these, these races don't, it's hard to get into these races, right? It mm-hmm. took me a while to qualify. I fall, something's wrong. So I just keep going. I think it's spring. I'm like, no big deal. I get them to wrap it at a first aid tent during one of the loops, right? I wind up finishing the race, right? And I can't, I can't walk. Like I get done and I just like, it's my body. The next day I'm like, I go to the doctor because my ankle is like the size of like a watermelon mm. and it's like black and blue. And I go in there and the guy goes, look, dude. It's the same guy. I've seen, I've seen him like multiple times this, now. Yeah. This is at the minimum the third time. Yeah. I've seen him for other little aches and pains as you get kind of okay. going, right? And uh, he's like, dude, your ankle's so messed up. And I go, yeah. And he goes, what happened? He goes, we fell and there's other little things going on like that, right? And he goes, you need to do something different. And I go, okay, what do you recommend? Right? You're a doctor. What do you recommend? He goes, have you ever done CrossFit? I was like, I don't even know what CrossFit is. He's like, yeah, well, it's like, he's trying to explain them. He's like, it's this constantly varied methodology that is going to cause you to weight train and do all this cardio and all these things, right? I'm like, okay, well, where do you do it at? And he's like, in a, he's like, in a gym. It's like, you know, you have a coach. And I was like, ah, I don't like 24. And he goes, I'm telling you. He's like, look it up. And he's like, yeah, I think you should invest. And he tells me his place, right? He's on like a different side of the island. So basically if you're, you know, an, an OC right now, it'd be like if I was in HB and he was in Costa Mesa, Costa Mesa is a little too far for me to drive, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I need somewhere close. So like, I actually wait. I have to actually wait six months because I need my ankle to heal up. Right. 
So I wait six months and I Google and look up everything, mm-hmm. right? And so I didn't know what to expect. And so what I did is I started doing all the open workouts because I thought that's how you got fit. And I just would do the open workouts with no training, with no understanding of anything. What year is this? This is like beginning of 2015. 2015. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that was a rough year in the open. No, I did all the opens prior to that from 2012. Oh my God. Are you serious? I, I Googled all of them. I printed them out and I did them every day one by one. Wow. <laughs> since 2011. Yeah, since the first open. So I could only find the first open. Okay. And I was like, so 2011. So I just did that. And I thought that's what I, I was like, I don't need to go to CrossFit gym. Look at this. I can just, it's free. I it's can online. just do the workouts. Please, yeah. idiots, give me their free workouts. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I get their workouts and I start doing them in my backyard. Right? And right. I do that. So like it took about, you know, I got, I got busted up in January. So April, May. So around May, right? Like I'm, or April, I'm healthy. I'm starting moving again because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm restless, right? So I start doing that all through the month of April into the month of May. Okay? I am smoked. Right? Like I'm like, oh, I don't know. So I decide to go and try a CrossFit gym. Mm-hmm. Walk in day one. Cool. I'm like I'm here. Like I know one person there and she's who brought me. It's like my wife's friend. Okay. All right. I go into a warehouse on the backside of the industrial district of Honolulu or of uh, uh, the west side of Kapolei right there. I was like, no, there's no way there's a gym here. I was like, this looks like a container. I'm going to get just beat up. Right. <laughs> I go in there and there's a gym. Right, it's the smallest gym I've ever seen in my life, and there's like 20 people just like shirtless rolling around. I'm like, okay, I have no idea what's happening. I walk in day one, and they go, "Have you ever done CrossFit before?" I go, "No." Then I was like, "But I kind of know some stuff now." And the guy goes, "Okay." He goes, "We're gonna do thrusters." You know what that is? I go, "Yeah, squat to press." I got you. So I did it right there, and he's like, "Okay, cool." He's like, "We're gonna do running." I was like, "I got that, cool." So we did the first workout that we ever did was like 21, 15, 9 thrusters at uh, 135.95 and we did a 400 meter run and then right after that he took a break and they were like now we're going to do handstand push-ups and i was like i've never done that he goes you just flip upside down <laughs> you just so, flip upside down yeah no scale i was just like all right try to see what i got put my hands down to flip almost almost die like yeah. i can't even support myself he goes oh, i would just do push-ups for you then i was like thank you <laughs> like <laughs> thank you do day one i was like this is this is insane i don't know if i can come back and then they're like they invite me back of course right of course i go back try it. I'm like, man, I'm so beat up. So I do that for a week, like a week. And I was like, it's kind of a drive for where I live. And I go, mm-hmm. there's gotta be one closer. So I look at one closer and I'm like, I'm on the fence. I'm like, I don't know if I should do this. Right. Mm-hmm. They offered me a free intro, a Saturday free intro. They have a free class. You go in and you try it out. Okay. Can't be bad. I walk in and we do jump rope essentials and you know, some just a real basic stuff. Right. And I liked the way the coach talked and the way he explained things. I, I appreciated the way he could take his time and like walk me through different scales. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I'm going to sign up and try because they had a fundamentals class, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this, right? He would go to a class at night, right? Monday through Friday, if I did, you know, and he just did your class, right? So I went in there and I did all these things and I signed up, did my fundamentals, went through it, and I met all the coaches. And I took the time to actually like learn how to get better, right? I got... The problem with doing the fundamentals that with a class setting like that is that for someone like me who walked in and picked up things naturally, like barbell work, mm-hmm. things like that, I walked in day one and I could snatch 135, right? And they were like, oh, you must know what you're doing. You'll be fine. 
No, I just knew how to muscle snatch 135. I you just really... had some natural ability. That's right. All. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's like I knew what yet. I was doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so they left me alone. They're like, he must be a weightlifter. And I was like, I've never weightlifted a day in my life. Yeah. They're like, what the, what? And I was like, yeah. And so like, I was learning on the fly as we went, but I was like getting addicted. And I could mm-hmm. appreciate that the guys, would, the guys who ran the gym would take the time to break things down with me. You know, I, I did that for about a year until my gym changed hands from ownership mm. or actually I should, the head coach left. Right. Okay. And there's this, there's a schism coaches left, things like that. Right. And then they kind of did something that was unheard of at the time. And remember this is like 2016, right? Yeah. Into 2016, 2017. Yeah. Still the early days. So it's still kind of early. They promoted, um, a female head coach. Like she was going to be the, the head coach. Mm-hmm. Right. None of us knew her. Right. We'd never met her. So that caused even more rift in the gym. Right. And there was a little beat back to that because like female coaches weren't very dominant in the CrossFit space in that around that time mm-hmm. necessarily, right? And so like I met her, she's the you know, I met her right away. You know, her name was Pana. She came in and she was like a hard ass, you know, and she was like, dude, you're gonna you're gonna fix your stuff now. And that's not what you want to hear as an athlete, right? Like <laughs> you don't want someone to video you doing the wrong reps and then show you those videos because you think you're moving really good mm-hmm. and getting good times and go, look how crappy your ring dips are. Look how bad your pull-ups are. Like, why don't we fix this? Mm-hmm. Cause you know, you're like, you know, you know, don't hold me back. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's how you feel. And so she came in and had that mindset of like, I'm going to change the way you move mm-hmm. and you're going to move efficiently. And then from there we'll get you really fit. And it took me a couple months to buy into it. Right. And when I did, I started to see instant result. Like I started seeing really good results. Yeah. Right. And then she's like, and then like six months goes by of that. And she, and the owner decides to sell the gym. And so she decides to buy the gym. Right. Mm -hmm. And she makes it known. And, you know, she goes through her process of buying it and separating from the big affiliate that we were with. Right. And so there's a schism again. She goes, I need people to coach. And so, I was like, what do you have to do to coach? And he goes, yeah, you just show up and you intern and we'll get, you know, we'll get you a level one and all that stuff. And I go, I can do that. So I showed up and started coaching and then I really got a passion for it. And from there it kind of carried me forward to where I am today. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. That's such a great story. I've never actually even, like I've heard bits and pieces of your story before, but I've never actually heard the entire progression of you getting out, like getting out of the military going to marathons and then to triathlons. And then I didn't realize how many injuries you had back to back to back and then going right across yeah. it. I mean, the marathon stuff was fun. I thought that's how you stayed fit. I thought that was fitness in a nutshell. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I believe that too. Even yeah. when I was doing CrossFit, I didn't see CrossFit when I first started as like even the best fitness program. I just thought, I just saw as like, Hey, this is just a way for me to lift weights faster and get a good combination. Like I saw CrossFit almost as like my conditioning Yeah. in, in addition to like the, just the bodybuilding I was doing. So I only do CrossFit like two, three times a week and do regular gym workouts. Well, that was my goal. I mean, when I first started, like I, I wanted to go back to running, like mm. I was doing a lot of running things. I was I just got my maniac status. So to get a maniac status, you have to run so many marathons a year. You have to do like a back-to-back marathon. Right. There's a lot of things that you have to do. And I got my status there and I wanted to keep it. Okay. And I was like, I'll just do CrossFit to help cross train and yeah. I'll go back to this. And I was like, oh, I can't do both. It's so <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned that because I had the same mentality. I was like, well, 
Like, because I saw some really good results just following CrossFit.com, and I'm like, hey, I'm getting more athletic, I'm getting stronger, I'm getting faster. I'll just do this while I'm in college that help my baseball, and then once I'm done with that, then I'll just go back to regular working out. And then obviously that never happened because <laughs> yeah. here we are today. Here we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was tough. I mean, like I was like a lot of things that we did like through the like the endurance world. I mean, they're all specialty stuff. Like you would do specialty hundred mile races, you would do hundred mile runs. Mm-hmm. You could do the swims and things like that. And then you would do the triathlons. And so to, to a lot of like, I think people about my age or around that demographic of like, you know, 08 to 10, like we only saw like the Lance Armstrong stuff. Yeah. Right. That's like, true. You know, we, we thought that that was endurance. We, we thought that was like a test of fitness, the strength cycle, the things you want yeah. to do. Even the term Ironman sounds very, cool. it sounds really cool. Yeah. And like, I even was like, man, I should do something like that. That is fitness. You yeah. Know? Cause you have, I mean, cool, it still is. I mean, it is, it is, it's a different type of fitness in yeah. terms, you know, looking back at it now and like seeing these things, like, you know, like, dude, I got so into cycling for one year to get better at it. Like I, like I was so into the Tour de France, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah, like, you told me about that. Yeah. You know, I was like so into indoor cycling, like, and just regular bike riding in general like that I almost drove my family insane. Like, I don't think people realize, like I got so addicted to it. It was unbelievable to the point where like, you couldn't even have a conversation with me about things because I had to bike. Like I would bike, I would sit on a stationary bike. I would work from 4 a.m. to 1 p.m. I would go home, right? Cause I had young kids at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to watch my kids while they napped. I would set up my bike and we'd watch TV and things like that. And I would stationary bike from 2.30 PM to 5 PM when my wife got home and I would get off my bike and I would go for a run and come back at 7 PM. <sighs> I would eat dinner, go to bed and do it all over again every day. Like it was so like, it was so rough on my body and on what, but I thought that's what you had to do Yeah, because that's the way they trained. That's, and I was like all about it mm-hmm. and I would dive into it that it was almost unhealthy in terms of the way I attacked it. Right. You know what I mean? And like I said, I was I refused to eat good. I didn't know you could eat good, right? That, you didn't know that would help. Oh, you're supposed to have protein? What? No. <laughs> protein makes you fat. I'm not eating protein. What? You're supposed to not, you know, you're supposed to drink uh, a ton of water while you do these things? No. Right? No, like we'd be on no. the bike drinking Cokes, right, for the energy. We'd be eating candy bars because we needed energy to climb the hills. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, yeah, we're going to be fine out here. Like I'm not, I'm burning calories. Duh. Like, <laughs> Duh. I need this. <laughs> I didn't realize that you should be doing these things. You know what I mean? A lot of the energy, uh, a lot of injuries that I had from the cycling world and from like the triathlon world were from, um, like not doing mobility. Like I didn't know mm. I got the first time I hurt my back and I went in, I strained like, uh, one of my muscles, like my, I think I strained my QL on my lower back right there, which is super painful to strain, right? Mm. And it caused some discomfort around like my psoas and things like that. Okay. So they send me to physical therapy and I go in there and the first thing they do is have me foam roll. I'd never seen a foam roller before, right? Like they're so common now that you guys can laugh at it. Mm. But at the time, there was kind of a new technology, new technology. And the yeah, girl's I, like, I remember the first time I saw someone yeah. foam rolling too and I think I laughed. The girl put me on the foam roller and I cried. <laughs> Like a grown man on a foam roller with this little Asian lady and she's rolling yeah. me out. I'm talking like 55-year-old Asian lady with glasses grabbing my leg and rolling it out. And oh, I'm crying. That would be terrible. Why I, I'm doing I it because I've do never that. done it. And she goes, if you just stretch, you wouldn't have this problem. And I was like, what? Well, like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's so I, funny. Like, it just, it, it's like the misconception I had. And like so like doing those things, like you want to get better. And then when you got into CrossFit 
And like the the concept that hit me in like 2017 ish, like or 2016 at the end, right? Whenever I actually met a coach and started working with a coach, and she goes, "You need to move better." Mm. And that just like was a slap in the face. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean move better? What do you know? I just need to move faster. Yeah. I just need to go. I was like, I'm winning every workout. Like no one, when I first started my first year at CrossFit, they had a running joke. I would go and do the morning CrossFit class and mm-hmm. I would go and do the afternoon CrossFit class. And so they would write AM Danny, PM Danny and see who, who, who would win. Who would win? Who would win? Which one, was, which one won? Yeah. It was like, it was like 50, 50, depending on the workout. Oh, depending day. on the workout. Okay. Yeah. And they had a running tally and they would run, and it was like a running joke for a, a year. That's so funny. Until like I got a coach and she, and she was like, no, we're not doing this anymore. We're like, not doing this. <laughs> pick like, and she would be very like, like steadfast with me about that. But I needed that kind of structure because I was so good at, um, endurance work, you know, meta, um, metabolic conditioning, like you name it. I was really good. I was mm-hmm. where I was really, I was really medium at like weightlifting mm-hmm. and I was really poor at gymnastics. And I didn't realize that you needed to do all three really good mm-hmm. to get very far. Right. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, I'm like, I'm winning the workout. I was like, what do you, I'll, I'll learn how to do a muscle up. Duh. <laughs> I'll right? figure it out. I just somehow. have to get stronger. Right. And <laughs> I I'm like, to, I just have to do it. <laughs> Right. Same with the lifting. I was like, if I just keep lifting, I'm going to get stronger. Mm-hmm. That's what bench pressing is. You just keep mm-hmm. lifting. You it's just like, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's technique. Oh, there's skill. Oh, there's these things. And there's progressions. Yeah. And it's like, it's, take me a step back. I actually got really good. And it took me, and once I, you know, once I started getting better at it, it took me a year to actually buy in and learn the dieting of the period. Like, you know, oh, there's nutrition now. Like, oh my God, there's all these things. And once I started buying into it, I actually was able to get pretty far in the cross. Like I was doing pretty well in the CrossFit world right. once I was very dialed in. It was a lot of work for sure, but it was very rewarding to get those things going. Yeah. So like it, it, it did help to like have someone to actually take a step in and go, you need to stop doing what you're doing and do something else. Very similar to what we have at Red Wolf. If you've ever met Caitlin, right? <laughs> She's very good at going, Hey, you're really good at this, but you suck at this. So maybe you should start working on the thing you suck at. And you're like, yeah, I'd rather skip that day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like how you shared that story because I was in a similar boat too, where I, you know, I think we were both very ignorant on what actually worked, even though, you know, we, we, we just kind of brush it off to the side, things like nutrition or hydration and be like, cause oh, I did man, the same yeah. thing, especially when I started CrossFit, man, like I would go eat a burrito or chipotle or i would eat in and out all the time and drink beer a ton on the weekends and yeah. be like well, i'll be fine like i need the calories, calories. I, yeah. I need the calories like yeah. you know I'm, I'm 22 i can handle it and then had i've actually got all those facets dialed in especially outside of the gym i think i would have gone a lot further i mean one of my favorite things to like look back at and tell you that this does matter is like in gosh i don't even know what year it was but i was 20 three, right? Yeah, it's 23. I'm 23 years old. I go out and I run a marathon. I run the Honolulu marathon and I finish in three hours and 37 minutes. Wow. That's fast. I ate no breakfast. I had no water and I stopped for two water breaks on that thing. Right Mm -hmm. now, imagine if I actually knew what nutrition was Mm -hmm. and I actually knew how to fuel myself, how much faster and better I would have been in that marathon. Exactly. Right. And this is why we all need coaches, right? Seriously. And like, I was running like a half, like I, I knew I was going to PR because I, that I did the year or like three months prior, right. We we're doing all the workup. 
at, I was running my half marathon in like less than an hour and a half. Like I was cranking out 13 miles in less than an hour and a half, like easy. That's crazy. And I still had room to go and do other things. I, I believe you. So it's like, imagine like doing those things. So when you hear those things, like when I hear it now and I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> like, oh, I get it. <laughs> like, yeah. That's crazy. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I think if it can sum up this podcast just in like <laughs> a few sentences, it would just be like, there's a big difference between what you personally think it takes and what it really takes and the importance of having a guide or a coach with you. Cause I think we both, you and I both have progressed massively after we started working with a coach and getting some external feedback. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I would, yeah. I would definitely say that's something to look into. Like if you don't think you need it, you probably need it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> I know. I, and I've learned this lesson the hard way more than once. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, thanks so much, Danny. Any final words you want to say before we wrap things up? No, that was it. That was, all, that was got, such yeah. a great story, man. So great to hear that. So glad we got to document it so everyone can hear it. Very excited to share this yeah. with everyone. Edit it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, if you found value in any of our discussions about fitness, nutrition, and mindset, I do have a small request. Please share this podcast with someone you know um, who has a passion for these topics. Maybe they're just starting out with their fitness journey, or perhaps they're a pro and they're just looking for a few new insights. After all, we learn better grow faster and reach our goals when we do it together. So share it now with a friend that would mean the world to us and give someone the gift of knowledge and motivation. Thanks so much for your support. Uh, how do we wrap things up again? Oh yeah, here we go. Follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit and feel free to send us your questions there. Until next time, good luck, have fun, and nailed, nailed it. it. Oh, that I forgot Jose is going to add the actual outro. Oops. <laughs> well, it's fine. Now we give him some to edit. Yeah. <laughs>